Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I am Modesto, and before we get started on today's episode, I feel like when we started this podcast, we started it being, like, fully transparent. Um, And Zach and I also started this with, like, zero expectations. Like, we recorded one episode, and within a month, our listener count, like, not to toot our own horn, but it went pretty high. We are, like, we're people listen to us globally and we never expected this um and with that being said it's been like a ton of work for us um so i just want to apologize for like the inconsistency in episode releasing we're really working on that and also with that being said um zach is going to take a little bit of a step back from the podcast he has a lot going on with just like life and work and he told me before i recorded this do not make our listeners worried about me so i don't want you guys to be worried but i do want you to like dm him and just send him like you know a little bit of praises and you know send him some good vibes he needs it but he is honestly he decided to take this break like two weeks ago and since he decided i've seen such a change in him he's just been like such a happy person and i'm not saying that the podcast was what was causing his unhappiness it was just a lot of things in life but he's doing amazing and he will be back and he's going to give me all of his bravo opinions like via text so i'm just going to like spurt them out to you guys but um in the meantime i'm going to have a bunch of guest hosts and we have one here today uh reed chandler back on the podcast i'm back hi teacher everyone's like oh god this guy I just want to say real quick, I'm honored to be back. This is my second time back. I think I'm going to be a little looser this time. I actually like had just met Zach and Mo the last time I did this because I'm friends with um, Maddie and Elvis here in Chicago and they're super tight with Zach and Mo. So I kind of got brought in, but I was like, who the fuck are these people? Um, and I was also like worried about sounding dumb. This time I'm like on, a, I've almost finished my Trent a cold brew. One of my eyes is like glitching kind of like Heather Gay on the cast trip. Um so I'm feeling like loose, great. And just want to say like, Zach, we love you. You've got a huge support system as someone who's been struggling with their mental health this year as well. Um, I completely empathize. And sometimes just taking a step back, taking a break is all you need. Uh, don't worry though. Like I'm not replacing Zach at all. I could never fill those shoes. He's like a Bravo whiz. You both are like together, like a power couple. So um, just bear with me here, listeners. Um, I'll try to be entertaining. You are so entertaining. Guys, if you don't follow Reed, he's going to give you his at at the end of the episode. You need to follow him on Twitter. He is one of the funniest motherfuckers on that app. I swear to you. Mo! You're so... <laughs> You're going to make me blush. Um, don't make me blush. Also, yeah. like you said, last time you were on this podcast, I literally had not... I've spoken to Reed like a few times in DMs before doing this podcast. I had no idea who he was. Now we're in like a group text that goes off a thousand times a day. We're in... Uh, is Jamal coming? Twitter. Is Jamal coming? No, he's not. Of course not. (laughs) Wow. It's, it's called Is Jamal Coming? It is an iconic group chat. Whenever we refer to, I don't know if we ever told the listeners that that's what it's called, but we always refer on this podcast to the Bravo group chat, and that's what it is. It's Maddie, Elvis, and Reed, and Zach and I, and it's called Is Jamal Coming from the iconic Potomac reunion. I mean, girl, it's active. Like, I'm not, like, no tea, no shade. I had to mute it, like, on day one because. I mean, there will be like a hundred messages in a day, but when I do like have a minute to sit down and like do my homework, as I call it, I'll pull up the group chat and try to like go through everything. Um, but I feel like I've learned a lot more. Um, and also it's just given me an outlet 
to share. Cause like, if you guys listen to the episode I was on, I'm like sort of new to the Bravo sphere. Like I started my housewives journey in January, 2021. So I'm still making my way through the different franchises. Um, so I'm just sort of having like some real time reactions and it's so fun to like talk to Zach, Mo, Maddie and Elvis about it and just be like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe this happened. And it's like an episode from 2013. <laughs> no, but it's, it's so fun for us because it's like, we're reliving the nostalgia of it all. And let's get into that. So you just finished, which arguably is top five seasons of housewives of all time. Real Housewives of Atlanta, season nine. Give us your opinions. Give us. Oh your my God. So Zach and Mo told me like months ago. So I, I um, hit a wall with housewives. Admittedly, I had to stop for like a month and a half, mostly because I'm also a huge gamer. I'm a big video game nerd and I can't, binge tv and play video games at the same time like it's sort of like reading a book like i have to give my free time to something and like i can't split it up so i've been really gaming a lot lately so i haven't really been watching as much tv so i hit a wall with roa um but everyone was they were like you have to get through seasons eight and nine they're the best and i just like that's when i hit my wall so i kind of like i barely got through season eight it was great barely got through it and then i sort of paused halfway through season nine and they were like why are you hitting a wall in season nine? It's like the best season. And you're so right. Like I I got through like half of it over Thanksgiving break and then I stopped. And then I started it again on Christmas break like last week when I was home with my family and I powered through the second half and holy shit. Like I sort of knew like what was going to go down with Phaedra and Candy because some of my friends like told me what happened. Um, but as you know, I told you Phaedra was like one of my all, top housewives of all time from when I met her, I think when she joined in season three, maybe um, just truly. And still, I will say like, she's still up there, but it is too raw for me. Like I'm, I'm having trouble moving on from what she did to candy. And I just, I look at her a lot differently after watching that play out. Like she wasn't even able to admit any wrongdoing on the couch. And I just think she might be a legitimate sociopath. So I'm just sort of, I'm having trouble loving Pedro right now, but I, I feel like you all probably felt that way when season nine was happening live. And now it's been like, however, <laughs> Mo's like, I didn't, I didn't. So I you, didn't. Yeah, you've got lots of I'm, takes. I'm, I'm arguably like, I'm problematic. Okay. Everyone knows that. <laughs> but like, my thing with it was, I think she just got too lost in the housewives game. I think that she, her and the producer were trying to make a storyline. And I think that it just really fell like it got to a dangerous point where it's they like, you can't, yeah, you can't bring up essay allegations to someone on the cast. And then obviously like Portia is to me top three housewives of all time. She always will be. She is my queen, my icon, my legend. She is the Lucio Ball of our time. Argue, you know, there's no arguments there. <clears throat> but like, I think she's also dumb as rocks. So it was very the dumbest, like on it in the best way. (laughs) Honestly, one of the dumbest housewives. Like she's up there with Teresa. Like no thoughts, just vibes. And I think that they used her as like a vessel to like bring out this narrative. And I feel like she obviously like. Have you started season ten yet? No, I haven't started season ten. So like another thing I was gonna say, like I, I normally try to get through a franchise entirely before I move on to the next, but. Maddie like really, really wants me to start Jersey. And so I told her during the Christmas break, I would start Jersey season one. And she was like, please, I'll cry. Like that was going to be my Christmas gift to her. And then I never did because I just ended up doing other things. So I got through Roa nine and I'm like, okay, before I start Roa season 10, I think I am going to give Maddie a little bone here and go do Jersey like one, maybe one and two. And then I might like alternate because I really, I'm so close to being done with Atlanta. Like I watched season 14 live this year. So I only have 10, 11, 12, and 13 left. So like 
I'm so close to being done, but I think I might take a little detour and go try out Jersey just to like, you know, give Maddie what she wants. And also like, I know I'm going to love it. So. No, you're going to love Jersey. Maddie loves Jersey. And I, I feel like she thinks that I'm like a Jersey hater, but I'm not a Jersey hater. Like I do. I love Jersey. It's just like not my favorite. It's just very redundant with the Teresa and the Melissa of it all. And Melissa doesn't even come on until season three. And I don't love the husbands. And they play the husbands game more than any other franchise. You're going to see, like, the husbands. They're like the cast. They're the, they're the cast. They have their own, like, they literally are on every cast trip. They never really go on a cast trip solo. The husbands always come. It's just a little too much for me. But I still love it. Like, I love the seasons where Jennifer and Jackie came in. And with that being said, the Jersey trailer just dropped, which was iconic. The new cast photo is you've seen the cast photo at least, right? You haven't watched the trailer. Yeah. It's giving bisexual energy. It's giving bisexual energy. Bisexual like, lighting. Someone like tweeted it's like <laughs> bisexual lighting. And it <laughs> like, come on by pride, <laughs> but also Absolutely. just like, it's also giving a little bit of like rock of love. <laughs> Yeah, and like a little bit Miami because I feel like what everyone loves about the Miami cast photo is that it's so colorful and like I feel like New York and Beverly Hills do like these like bronze earth tones and like or at least that's what they've been doing lately. So just well, I guess Beverly Hills had the lime green and pink, but you know what I mean. It's like silver or gold and then you have like Miami and it's just so many pops of color and I feel like Jersey kind of borrowed from that for this cast photo and it looks great. Well, they need it. They haven't had a cast photo like this in seasons and seasons. Like, they have all gotten 13 new faces since season, like, eight. So it's like, who are these women that you're showing me in this cast photo? Because the ones on screen are not these women. Like, all new faces. Dolores got a whole new body and face, which she talks about on camera. She's, like, fully got a BBL facelift. That's the thing, like, um, Maddie or someone was saying, like, they don't, or no, I think I just saw this on Twitter, but they, like, just apparently don't give any budget to Jersey. Like, they just, they don't even have, like, new, like, twirl photos no. and it's or videos they, and it's they like, still don't like in the new they season they don't they, they just like the ugly stepchild of the of the bravo universe of the housewives universe i think that the thing with jersey is it's very much if it's not broke don't fix it so they haven't had they've had the same core cast for i think longest running in bravo history which is over four seasons the same cast to where they've added friend doves that just don't fit in. So they like completely just go. Like last season, Tracy was edited out of the reunion. Like she was at the reunion and they did not show her at all, which is wild to me. I mean, and the thing with Jersey is like, like I said, these women have had so many new faces. So I'm like, I don't understand the cast photo thing. They also are like the second highest rated right behind Beverly Hills. Like sometimes they even beat Beverly Hills in the ratings. So I don't get why Bravo gives them literally dust. I'll say I try. So when I got on the Bravo train, like the housewives train specifically, like two years ago now, um, I was like, I don't want to fall further behind on any of these franchises. So even if I haven't caught up yet, I'm just going to start watching everything live so that I don't like fall further behind. So I tried to watch OC with Heather Dubrovac. I tried to watch that live. I only made it like five episodes. I just got really bored. And then I, and then Jersey, I only made it like two episodes in their season last year. And I think Maddie was saying this too. I think the reason I fell off that so quickly was that there's so much family drama and there's so many family dynamics that unless you've been following for a while, it's not really like a franchise that you can just like slide into casually and understand, you know, what's going on. So 
Um, it's, it's, it's just different that way. It's got that family dynamic, uh, like we said, with so many husbands doing a lot of the heavy lifting as well. No, there's so much. And there's so much with like the Melissa and the Teresa of it all. And I am like arguably team neither of them. I know people have like such, they're so like gung hung or like, or the fuck that saying is gung ho, gung hung. Okay, Not Portia. Iconic. I said something the other day and someone, I think it was you in the group chat that called me out on that. I literally all the time now when someone says something wrong, I'm like 265 days a year. <laughs> where, where the hell that bitch live at? Is- you know what I mean? This is 265 days a year. <laughs> that is funny. 265 days? Where the hell that bitch live at? Funny. <laughs> I, oh my God. I recently just, I was on TikTok last night and I watched an interview with Nini and uh, she was on um, Watch It Happens Live talking about Sheree and mugshots. And she was like, well, Sheree has a mugshot. Her boyfriend has a mugshot. She was like, I've never done time. That man is doing 10 years in the feds. I was like, greet her. Uh, I, I miss her. her. I miss her every fucking day. Like she is just an icon. But I'm I'm starting row of ten soon, like we said, and apparently she comes back, so I'm very very excited. I saw a little bit of Kim Zolziak back at the end of Real Housewives nine or Atlanta nine when Sheree had her housewarming party. So, um, and then yeah, Kim comes back in season ten too. I think she comes back in like episode because I recently did a rewatch. She comes back like pretty soon like pretty early on like episode four or five and it's just i mean it's like that iconic scene with the is that kim zoziak (laughs) i can't wait it's so good kim to me also kim has shot scenes for the new season i believe she shot at least a few times so i don't know if it's going to be like friend of guest but i feel like they're giving her the same treatment they did in season nine like coming towards the end and then possibly they'll bring her back for 16 well that's what we were saying in the group chat right so nostalgia is in at bravo right now nostalgia is really in everywhere i mean you go to the movie theater and they're redoing movies from our childhood hocus pocus 2 like we don't even need to get on that because i know you haven't seen (laughs) which is another Uh, atrocity but i know but like you know what i mean like nostalgia is in right now like we're paying big money for memories and so like heather dubrow coming back on oc tamra judge coming back this season um, I love that Taylor Armstrong's like the first crossover housewife, but it just, it feels like nostalgia is in. So all these franchises that are maybe like feeling like they're fizzling out a little bit, it's like, oh, who can we bring back from the old days that everyone is going to like go crazy over? Um, and yeah, that's what's happening. I mean, the alleged rumors that Brandy Glanville's back on Beverly Hills. Please. And I Please. hated Brandy, but I want her back. I'm Brandy, willing Brandy's to always been someone- top. Like, I can hate somebody and still, like, think that they're necessary for, like, a shakeup. And that's yeah, how I Yeah, that's feel. how I feel. I felt, like, that way for so many seasons about, like, Giselle Bryant. And now I'm feeling, like, not that way anymore. I'm, like, I don't just... I hate her and she's not good for the show anymore. It's just not... It's not working Agreed. for me. That's... Okay, so, like, let's go back to Brandy real quick. So, like, on Beverly Hills, like, Brandy, you know, she made a very, like, racist comment uh, in season four that just... I was, like, okay, you're... And then when she was slapping people and throwing drinks, it got to a point where it wasn't even fun anymore. I was like, you're just a brat and you need to be taken off the off the screen because, like, you're just... It's gotten to your head and you think you're hot shit and you're actually, like, psycho and I'm tired of, like, glorifying you. But then, like, I've had so many years off from her. Now I'm like, okay, wait, a little bit of Brandy would be okay. Like, it's sort of like an addict going back to a drug. I'm like, okay, I like, can go back to Brandy a little bit. And <laughs> no, for the, sure. The thing with Giselle, like, exact, that's how I feel about Rena, And I know you feel differently, but like, 
Rena for so many years pissed me the fuck off, but at least she was driving the story forward. Now I feel like she's just swirling, trying to do something and it's not working. I feel the same way about Giselle on Potomac. Like, and notice I said Potomac right this time. I'm trying really hard not to say Potomac. 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 Okay. But, you know, Giselle, like this season, she's just not doing, and she's trying so hard to start drama. I love, like, I'm not even a Candace fan, but I'm becoming one because she just put Giselle in her place this the beginning of the season like we're not doing that storyline like we're not no she completely like she ended it and if you say Potomac three times in the mirror Giselle Bryant will come at you lying about your husband like that's what happens it's <laughs> the say, truth you, sell, you say Potomac three times in the mirror really fast and Giselle Bryant appears in a poorly matching outfit <laughs> <laughs> with like a purple couch in the background <laughs> immediately asking about your spouse <laughs> so who's and your spouse dunking on her literally um no like uh, one more thing about the brandy thing so i feel like i have to disagree with you on that brandy to me was so desperate for money because of the eddie sibrin thing she was left with those two kids she was left with zero dollars and to me, towards the end of it, she was trying to create TV so badly that it ended up coming off inauthentically. And like she said this and Andy said this, the reason that she was fired was because she alienated herself from the cast so badly that last season. She's yeah. one of the few housewives that have sat next to Andy, their reunion, and then been fired the next season. So basically got in that yeah. first seat and then been fired, which I can only really think of like Brandy, Carol Radzewell, um, I think like Nini as well. There's like a few others who have, but Brandy like really just truly, she alienated herself from that cast so bad. And when they knew that Kim wasn't coming back, it was like, okay, that was your only ally on the show. And it's like, now you've done everything to like basically disassociate from the show. But I think with Girl Strip season two, she did such a good job of still being yeah. messy, but still being level headed. Like a when Dorinda. Elevated. Yeah, a little elevated. When Dorinda did that comment about her son, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? The old brand. One of your son died. How about if your son died? Whoa! Don't go there. What if your son died? <laughs> but you have to like slur your words. Like, what if your son died? I'm one of my favorite moments of like 2022, like Housewives Peacock in general, is that scene with her and Phaedra, where Phaedra's like, yeah, "She could be your mother. She's only five years older than me." <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Okay, hold on. I know we're like, I love how we go. I know so many directions. This is fully going to be like, we're going to get into a little bit of a, Mi a Miami recap and like talk Salt Lake, but this is mostly going to be just like a Bravo rant because conscious. it's like, and we're both yeah. like on cold, like I'm on a Trenta cold brew. I'm just going everywhere. But I guess like to sum up kind of the point about all the different directions we're going in here uh, is twofold, right? So number one point I'll make is that when housewives fly too close to the sun, AKA they try to produce too much, it always bites them in the ass. So it happened to Phaedra on season nine of, of Atlanta that I just witnessed happen. It happened. I also love how you say Roa. I've never heard anyone say that. Well, I say Roni. And so then I, I think say it's, Roa. It's, it's only then, Roni. Roni's the only like, one that we say with the acronym. I like Roa, but then the I other like, ones you can't really do that. Well, it reminds me of like American Horror Story, that Roanoke season. Roa. Oh, Roanoke. Yeah. 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 So, okay, so, like, point number one, you try to overproduce, it bites you in the ass. Happened to Phaedra, happened to Lisa Vanderpump. I, um, it's happening to, I'm, I'm losing my stream of thought, but it's happening to a lot of housewives. It has happened to a lot of housewives. Um, and then I think point number two, nostalgia is in at Bravo. Every franchise is cashing in on it. You're seeing it in OC with Tamara Judge, Heather Dubrow. You're seeing it on Beverly Hills with Brandy Glanville, potentially. You're seeing it on Atlanta. Uh, I don't want to gloss over. We were talking about Kim Zolziak filming again. Uh, that that tweet that I sent you that was like all the original four from season one 
even Deshaun Snow, who was so boring, but I still want her back in like, even like just a one episode appearance. Like, yes, give me the nostalgia. Bring back the the, the OGs from every franchise. Um, I love it. And that just, I guess I'll just close out by saying what the fuck is happening with Roni? If, if nostalgia's in, give me my girls. <laughs> like, I mean, where's, Le- I mean, where's legacy? Truly, where's legacy? I think I've put this statement in my mind and I believe it. It's like basically if you tell yourself mo- like times, so many times you'll believe it. I just think that they're waiting for the new Roni to finish filming because it's going to be the same production crew and the same like editors, producers, all of that is going to be the same. So they're just waiting for them to finish that so they can do legacy. To me, it's just like, please do not throw legacy an eight season Peacock special, like uh ultimate girl strip. I need full production on that. And I think they're going to give us that because they are seeing how bad the fans want it. And what's making me excited about Miami or with about Roni is it's going to be the same like production value as Miami. Like Miami, this like was insane with the production, all of it. We're gonna get into Miami. I feel like this is a good wrap up on our little Bravo rant. Let's get into the Real Housewives of Miami. That's my opinion. Okay, so Miami has had five episodes now, or maybe six. Uh, as uh, of this- six in this morning. As of this morning, we're recording on Thursday, December 29th. As of this morning, episode seven dropped, and I got about 15 minutes into it before you told me you're ready to record. So I know, Reed was texting me things. last. <laughs> he texted me yesterday, and he goes, so we're going to cover Miami episode seven. And I was like, no, <laughs> we're, done, we're not. I just, we're so close, Mo. We're so close to being like super current here, but yeah, we can. I think we should talk so about close. episode six. I can't remember if you and Zach covered like the first few episodes. Already. We haven't covered the first few episodes, so we were waiting to give Miami its own episode. And then the holidays happened, Zach's little break happened, so we've covered zero Miami season five on this podcast. So we just need to dive the fuck in because I was telling Reed yesterday, I am literally foaming at the mouth the whole. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk Miami. I'm like, I'm, I'm ready. I like I can't claim credit for this. Someone again on Twitter was like, "We are watching a Spanish like telenovela like happen every week. Like this is like the Spanish soap opera drama, you know." But it's like Alexia last season had a literal Spanish soap opera with her mom passing away, her marriage to Todd, um, the kids. Like all of that going on was crazy. And now you have the Lisa stuff. And I've seen some people on Twitter be like, "Miami's only good because of the Lisa Hushteen." divorce and it's like no lisa left that episode gave us an iconic performance left the trip and we still got alexia versus julia we still got adriana in the mix like it was still a f- last episode of miami was the best housewives episode of the year by far it, it was so it was so good oh, it was so it, good and like i i won't spoil anything for you but the newest episode that came out today they pick up right where they left off at the end of last week's episode. Where and bitch, that's how you do it to be continued. That's how you do it. No, we don't need to fucking to be continued. At it, and it gets personal. And the thing is, like, Julia, shut the fuck up. Challenge. Like, thank you, thank Alexia you. Was joking. And I'm sorry. Like, Alexia even said herself, like, 
Cubans have this stereotype of drugs and like Russians have a stereotype of prostitute. Like it's not, it wasn't meant to hurt. She's not seriously calling Julia a prostitute. Does anyone think Julia is an actual prostitute? No, she's fucking feeding goats on a farm. But She's married to a tennis superstar. Like, like get, be real. Get like, real. Be I fucking for real. Julia, Julia's on my nerves. And like, I just feel like she's trying to have a storyline. And she kind of has one with Martina. I almost wonder if they're going to divorce. She's but, just trying to force drama. And she's isolated herself. The only She and Adriana have really isolated themselves. Like, they just... I mean, even during, like, the Lisa fight, like, they, or the Lisa, like, revealing her divorce, like, they were literally on the side eating sushi and, like, didn't get into the drama. Like, Adriana last season, so annoying. I think Adriana last season was, like, fighting for that full-time spot, and then when they made her a friend, she was like, oh, fuck you, I'm just gonna, like, chill off in the side. Like, I I mean, Julia, to me, I know if Zach was on this podcast, he feels so different. She just feels like... One, disconnected from the cast. Two, not interesting at all. Like, I'm not interested in her personal life. Honestly, during her solo scenes, like, mama, I, I, I check TikTok and mama, you're not going to be, you're not going to be a model, please. No, <laughs> no she's absolutely gorgeous. And her daughter looks like just, it's incredible how spitting image her daughter is of her and her daughter is gorgeous. And like, you know, I'll give credit where credit's due, but Julia's just I mean, overall it takes kind a, of boring. Boring. It takes a lot to be a model at that certain age. And like someone like Kiki, who is fucking drop dead gorgeous, like makes sense for her. But like what you need, Julia, is an agent. You need an agent because you're now on the Real Housewives. You don't need a model. You don't need a, you don't need all of this. I just find her very boring. I think it's weird that she brought the fucking goat that one episode to the beach. I just, I cannot. She has going for her. Like that's the thing. Like her whole personality is this earthy, crunchy, like, farmer girl aesthetic and i'm just not interested in it maybe some people are so good for them uh, zach um good for good for good for zach <laughs> we're gonna but, drag zach this whole episode huh we're like oh you're dealing with mental health get ready to get dragged we're gonna <laughs> drag you on your own podcast i'm just kidding we love you um Okay, but the back to the Russian prostitute comment. Like she apologized, Alexia apologized so many times. And then I love also at the table when she was like, I don't care, I'll say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> like, try me. They were playing a game. Like, can you not just like I, I need I need everyone to, to just take a firm grasp of grass. Like and just Let, feel it. Just feel the grass. Feet. Also, so I watched this episode with like, I watched it with my family um, two nights ago before I came back to New York. I was in Ohio for the holidays and all my family was around, like just big Latin family, my straight cousins, like everyone was just there. So I played an episode of Miami and I was like, let's watch Miami guys as we were like eating and drinking and like doing all the things. And they're like, my one cousin was like, why the fuck is that lady with the brown hair there? She hasn't spoken at all. (laughs) Like, what is she doing there? They're, well, they have a very large cast. And I will say, like, back to your thing about Adriana fighting to get a cast spot and then realizing it wasn't happening for her. I also think just, like, nostalgia's in it, Bravo. Friend ofs are in at Bravo. Like, I've I've watched several of the franchises now, and some of them really rely heavily on friend ofs. And in some, it's very rare that a friend of really makes a, a strong appearance. I feel like Miami, what they realized was, like, okay, we want to bring back some of the original girls that people are going to, like, remember the nostalgia factor but they don't have like a whole lot going for them. Like Adriana in the first three seasons of Miami, she had that that guy with the bow and she was trying to get married. And the, the wedding finale was so fucking funny when she was like four hours late to her own wedding. 
And like, that was all great. But now she's divorced. She I think her, her kid might even be moved out. I have no idea. I just feel like she doesn't really have like a storyline going for her. I think her kid's and, in like college. Yeah, I think he's older. Yeah, so it's just like, I think Bravo is like, okay, let's be real. You don't really have a whole lot going for you right now. But maybe like in a future season, you will. And we'll give you the mojito back. But in the meantime, we're not going to just like kick you out. We're just going to have you be a friend of. And the friend ofs of Salt Lake this season are working overtime. The friend ofs of Miami are working overtime. I mean, Marisol is a friend of, but I mean, Let's be honest. She's one of the faces of Miami at this point. You, I mean, she's, gosh, she's truly she got like, like a drink in her. She's always slurring. Her, she's the the drunk, like the drunk aunt, you know? <laughs> also, the fact that she admitted to like fully doing coke last episode. I was gagged. Hi, I'm the supply because no, I actually like, don't like coke. No, I, I, I would. High on your own supply. I mean, everyone knows I'm not a seller. I'm a consumer. He's real for that, and like, let's be <laughs> it's honest, my it's Miami. An alcoholic. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, I was watching those Bravo panels at BravoCon, and like, she's clearly hammered, um, hammered trying time. to like. She kept like over, trying to talk over like Erica Jane or other people. Like, she was trying. So I feel like because they're like newer, she's trying to like. Some, Dubai's doing the same thing. They're trying to cement themselves with the other ladies, but it's like. Be quiet. We're listening to the Beverly Hill Girls talk right now, sweetie. (laughs) Right. I mean, she's also like the fact that she was put on a girl's trip as a friend of is fucking crazy. Yeah, I love ultimate girl's trip. I love that you don't have to be a full time cast member to go on an ultimate girl's trip. I think they've really done it right with ultimate girls trip. Uh, There's no rules. So we can literally no rules. I think there's personalities there. There's like two different type of friend ups. There's a friend ups who are working so fucking hard to get that check, get that peach like Marlo, get that full time spot like Sutton did. And then there's a friend ups who just are there to add to the show. And I think Miami is one of the only franchises. Atlanta's done it in the past too, where they have like Tanyan, Atlanta was a friend of who just really wasn't working. She, they offered her multiple times the peach and she denied it. She was there for. You know, the side character role, which I think is what Marisol's doing, and Marisol's doing it so well. I thought it was a shtick, the whole like alcohol thing, until Alexia tried her drink in the keys and was like, What? And I was like, Oh, this bitch I mean, is drinking. When she got when she like walked out with her bags to the sprinter van for the trip to get to the airport and she had like an OJ in her hand, and you know it was a screwdriver. Like, you know, like yeah. also like a girl who drinks Tito's straight or with like a little bit of a mixer at all times, you are a full blown alcoholic. Tito's is one of the harshest liquors out there. It is. It's really no secret. It's kind of like Kim Richards. Like we all knew it. I think with Kim Richards, no one wanted to say it. Um, well, yeah, because that was like Marisol, dark. It's like she says it for you, so you don't have to. But she also isn't like a Kim Richards or Dorinda drunk. She's very like in tune and in her own and like gets it. Also, when the fuck did she? That's a functioning alcoholic for you. As someone who was once a functioning alcoholic and is now sober, I, I was Dorinda. I was not Marisol. <laughs> I was full Dorinda. I thought I had it under control. And I thought nobody knew, but I was like looking back, like a mess when did she start all (laughs) All the above check 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 when did she start calling lisa monkey (laughs) when i don't know but like i don't know i just anytime anyone calls somebody monkey my ears kind of perk up and not in a good way like i'm just kind of like no no same i I feel like i feel where you're going and absolutely same. i need another thing you can say because i'm just like what did you call her what (laughs) yeah why when she like came in the bathroom she's like monkey are you in here (laughs) even like when monkey pox was a thing i was like it just had a weird 
I don't know. It's, we don't have to go into that, but it just yeah. it's it's a it's a it's offensive. It's very offensive in any like it doesn't matter who line. you are. Yeah, ooh, no, it's a fine, fine line, and especially with like the racist history of our country. I just I hear it, and I I kind of am just like ooh, whoa, what did they say? <laughs> yeah, know? no, same. Let's get into the Lisa of it all. So we start um, off this ooh, we start, Oh, I'm like we start off the season with like little tidbits of it. So they're giving us like one week in the past, two weeks in the past, three weeks in the past, and they're doing it seamlessly with Lisa to where it wasn't confusing. So we're like ending the episode, and it's like two weeks later, three weeks later, and when it all came to a halt when she went on that cast trip, it kind of well, it started really with the mortgage of it all with Larsa and Lisa fighting over if Lisa has mm-hmm. a mortgage, which seemed like just another petty housewives fight. And the season started off great with that. And then I think it showed the ladies that Lisa maybe doesn't know as much as she does know about her household. Cause they were like, Oh, no. absolutely. I think she's a typical like trophy wife who acts like they know more than they, than they do. And I think we could even, I don't want to go into the politics of it all, but sweetie, like she's Canadian. Thank God. So she can't vote. But <laughs> I think uh. her political views are truly just her echoing what Lenny tells her. I don't think she has like her own critical thinking going okay, on. Okay, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that she was Canadian until like I was watching it with my sister when I was back home for the holidays. We were just rewatching from episode one. This is how good Miami is, guys. I'm rewatching with every fucking member of my family that I watch. My sister's actually a housewife stan. She's also this podcast, podcast, number one stan. But so we're rewatching it and she goes, you know, she's Canadian. And I was like, wait, what? She's Canadian. I, was I like, didn't know that either. I stumbled across a spreadsheet on Twitter that um, tracked every house, every franchise and who they voted for or who they've supported on social media. And like Potomac, Atlanta, mostly liberal. Love those ladies. Roni, mostly liberal. But, you know, you have your Ramona. Republicans like Ramona. So, and yeah. then like Miami, it was so sad. Like so, like Marisol was is a Trumper. Like there's so it's, many. People. I mean, at the end of the it day, it's hard for me to like see them the same. And I, I, I try to like why not I have to stay about, away from those. I try not to think about it. But I saw one of the Housewife parody accounts that I follow. I just fucking love them. They're so funny. And someone was like, "Y'all are standing Lisa a lot this season for someone who like has tweeted support for Trump." And then some one of the Housewives parody accounts was like. She's Canadian. She can't vote. Smiley face. Like that's almost like that's like that's enough of a reason to not be not be mad at her, which is so it's her, funny. To it's me, her saving but. grace. At the end of the day, like Miami is in Florida. Like we try to think that Miami is its own separate like entity from Florida, but baby, it's Florida. Like yeah, let's also let, a lot of rich people. We don't want to know a lot of rich. But surprisingly, Beverly Hills is very liberal for how rich they yeah. are. Uh, yeah, I would. I think like. 80 to 90 percent of that cast is liberal but also like la is like super blue and then you go down a little south to oc and it's like trump territory well yeah you have we could talk about the oc girls all day you know yeah you have kelly dodd um back to lisa i feel like i like even in the last season it was kind of a question mark of why is she not the one that's a friend of and she like wasn't bringing a ton and then this season the way she's giving us full storyline like those two episodes in the keys were some of the best housewife stuff of the year the way that we had the hot mic moments her talking to lenny's mom and lenny's mom being like he fully kicked me out of the house like the girls coming in like that scene where she was talking to the girls too i feel like every every inch of her body like every morsel was telling her don't say it don't say it don't like don't let it out on camera that Mm -hmm. my husband fully just left me less than four days ago and like word vomit it just fully vomited out she was like no it's not okay like he and then all the girls are like ah, 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 
Like it, I was literally, I was living for that. And I, I think the big takeaway I had from that was that these women genuinely, for the most part, like each other. And that is something that you can't, you can't just create, you can't fabricate that. Like a cast either are genuinely friends or they only hang out when it's filming season and then they, they hate each other otherwise. So I'll juxtapose that to Salt Lake City where it's so clear these women don't like each other. They don't hang out outside of filming. They're not friends. They are all just pretending to be friends when they film is how I feel at least. And it's just so like sometimes not fun because it's like you guys hate each other. It's not even funny. Like, but like sometimes it's funny, but sometimes it's like, wow, you really hate each other. And then on Miami, it's like, they're like, at the end of the day, one of them is going through this awful thing and they all save for Julia and Adriana who looked like clowns over there being like, I'm not going to come over there. But just the way they all like circled the wagons around Lisa and were like, I knew it. I knew he was an asshole. And they're all, oh, like I was just living for all of that. And it made me so happy that like they support each other at the end of the day like that. It's that's what I want. I want to see like that. Those, you want to like, see real friendship like I think like what you said about Salt Lake is at the end of the day, you have someone like Heather who's like, we're all friends here. Like we're friends. And it's like, no, the fuck you're not. You can say you're friends. So you're blue in the face, but we are not. You have Beverly Hills that say, you know, this is a sisterhood at the end of the day. No, the fuck it's not. You have those four, uh, Dorit, Rena, Erica, girls. Kyle, the, not the mean girls. I hate that. <laughs> I call them, they are the, they are, they're the mean girls. I know you and I feel very differently, but they are the mean girls. <laughs> Well, you those four are like actual friends, but even those four feel like they're friends for convenience. They're friends for the show. It's an alliance. It's an alliance like Big Brother. It's an alliance like Survivor. Mm -hmm. They're just there to the next vote off, to the next tribal council. Miami, they're actually friends. They're staying together to the end. And it's like with that scene, they each were like saying things that slowly got Lisa to say what what is actually fucking happening until Gertie was like foaming at the mouth talking about fucking the nonsense. I hate, yeah, I hated that. We can talk about Gertie. <laughs> let's, let's get into Gertie. I mean, like she was just trying so hard to give like her opinion that like to say something genuine, it was giving very much self-help um, Ted talk where she was like, I know, you know, Lisa, you have to go down your own lane, Lisa lane. Let's call it Lisa lane. You go down your own highway, you go down your own lane. And Larsa was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, I was rewatching this episode last night to prepare, and I texted Mo. I, I was losing it. Like, I'm not a Larsa fan. I think I actually think Larsa is 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 about as interesting as a as a piece of cardboard. Like, I just don't find her interesting at all. I could see her getting friend of at some point because I don't know what the fuck she's giving us. But in that moment, I I will always give credit where credits due. Larsa Pippen made me laugh my fucking ass off. She's like, Gertie, put a muzzle on it. Por favor. <laughs> Like I just lost my shit. And then the delusion in her voice, she's like, if I were sitting at a dinner table with Michelle Obama, I wouldn't be the one talking. I'd be listening. And respectfully so. Bitch, it's <laughs> like, Michelle Obama. Um, Larsa, I so agree disagree with you. Larsa last season had like inklings of being a good housewife. And when she read Adriana for motherfucking dirt filth the dirtiest you can think of when she said bitch you're so poor you look like you stink you don't wash your hair your clothes is tacky you should be selling your feet on only van because you need the money i was like give her give it all to her uh and then this season when she just came in guns a blazing at lisa and it was like fully you're you're, you're you have a mortgage you don't know your fucking household like just going in on her but then the second that shit got real she was like wait a minute this is like my actual friend yeah and i think 
this episode or next episode is when I don't know if we have footage of it, but it's when Lisa goes and Larsa and they find the girl and Lenny in the club and Larsa fully throws a drink on her. And I can't wait to see that. I, I think Larsa, maybe, maybe I'll come around on Larsa. I just, you know, I, I, I'll give you a few examples. Like, first of all, she, she can dish it, but she can't take it. So she, she always goes a little too low below the belt. Like Lisa was just saying she saw a TikTok where this was the OnlyFans building and suddenly Larsa's so offended by that. She's like, well, fuck you. And she starts like just really, really like being evil to Lisa. And I'm on Lisa's side right now. I'm very much. I was on Lisa's fuck. side for that. too. I was though. like, Larsa, shut the fuck up. It's a joke. And like you do OnlyFans and your ass looks like Squidward after you ate too many. <laughs> so what do you want us to do? Like, I'm going to laugh. I'm sorry. But even with and that then- moment, like Lisa was like, when she said it, she realized that it was like, she knows the housewives game. She's been in this since season one or two of Miami. She was like, oh, fuck. I, I misspoke. And she said it in yeah. that moment. As soon as she was like, oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. Like, that was, you know, I didn't mean to. And Kiki, let's talk about Kiki, because she was like, I see an opportunity to earn my mojito. So I'm going to go over to Lars's and spill the bean. I like, I think Kiki's so funny and her facial reactions are priceless. But that was a moment where I was like, girl, you really had to throw Lisa under the bus like that. But I guess it got us a great moment on TV. So. No, Kiki fully, Kiki this whole season has been giving me life. Like her confessional when they were asking the women about Lenny and she was like, <laughs> she's like, he's bald, the shape of his head. I knew he was a cheater like, from the, the shape second. Of his head, I knew. I knew. <laughs> it was, it was giving very much Brandy Glanville, the lesbian oh, eyebrows. Yes. Yeah. I, what did she say? Something about like that head can hold a lot of secrets. I don't know. It was so funny. And it was uh, so fucking funny. But then you went into what made me cackle the most was when she was like, look, you have that bald crew member right there. You're a cheater. You know, you're a cheater. I was like, I, I was like, calm I said, be fucking for real. You got it. I'm crying. She's Kiki the perfect working friend. Over time. Working. And I mean, gorgeous. She gives me Naomi Campbell tease with like the straight hair, like the body for days. She's tall. She is so gorgeous. I like literally cannot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think the same of Gertie. I, I think Gertie's kind of like getting on my nerves with just trying to insert herself into everything so much. And like, uh, even in that episode, when after like they get done talking to Lisa, Gertie like runs off to call her husband and she's like telling him all about it. And she's like, I can't understand how a man would do this. Can you explain it to me since you're a man? And her husband's just like, uh, no, like I can't speak for him. And then it cuts. She's like, are you on crack like, cocaine? Yeah, and then it cuts to her confessional, and she's like, when someone else's house is burning, you check on your own house. And I'm like, girl, shut the fuck up. This is not about you. You're not being cheated on right now. Like, this is not she was about trying you. To, she was trying to make a funny analogy, I think, because her husband's a firefighter, and it just didn't land. Like, no one like, got so it. Like, so many things that like, she said. Lisa Lane. She, like, none of it like, makes sense. Like, everyone... None I of love it Lars is just like, what the fuck? And you're, when you watch this new episode, I, like I said, I'm only 15 minutes in as of recording, but... Like, they immediately call Gertie out at the table about just, like, you make no sense when you talk. Like, they all kind of, like, gang up on her. It's really funny because I think she needs to be, like, called out. Like, she's just, like, she's just talking to talk. She just wants to hear I think she... No, she's trying to, and she's, she is doing that, but she's also trying to play, like, a role. She's, like, giving you what she wants, like, the camera to see, which is so fucking annoying. Um, Lisa and Larsa were on Comments by Celebs podcast, and they were asking, like, who is the most themselves on camera, and they were like, Alexia. They are like, Alexia, literally, that's who you see out in Miami. That's the person that you get. And then uh, Gertie is just 100% a caricature of herself, uh, like, not just not authentic at all and you can see like she's just so hyped up all the time i want to know what her adderall milligram is because like 
I'd like to have it, please. <laughs> like it's a, it has to be 30 milligrams for sure. I've taken a 10 before I've taken a 20. That doesn't make you act like that. That is a 30 for sure. Extended release. She is a high as she's just like too much. And there's like caffeine mixed in there. She's a lot. And it's a lot that I don't want to see, but also she adds like, it adds a fighting aspect, right? Because the women yeah. are like, you're too much. So she is a good housewife in that sense, but there's just so much going on there. And I'm like, I the, can't the, ca- the cast like makeup is so good. It's like, you, it's like, it's like when you like find all the right ingredients that make like the best meal. And like, if you take one ingredient out, it's not going to taste the same. And it's like some of these ingredients maybe on their own, aren't that impressive but when you put them together it's magic and i feel that way about the cast as a whole like i said julia's kind of boring but i feel like we'd be missing something if we didn't have the kooky lesbian farm girl like i and and obviously adriana needs somebody and that's who she's got so i just feel like this cast is perfect even while individually some of them are imperfect i totally agree it's like when you're having like a salad from sweet green and you're like "Mm, do i add that like the cheese crisps, even though they're a dollar twenty-five, like the Parmesan crisps, which just make the kale salad. So yeah. I feel like like Julia and might like, be that like. Do I add the cheese crisps, even though they take thirty milligrams of Adderall a day and don't stop talking? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, I do. I do add that. But even with Julia, like I, she does have like this episode. I was loving at the end of the episode where she was like, "Give it to me, give it to me more, give it to me more. Come on, give it to me." Like, <laughs> that like that's no, what I want to see. No, it's Miami is so good. I, I just, it's so good. I, that's all we, I, have I to say. We have so much to, there's so much still going on with Lisa and the divorce. I think we still get Lenny on camera. Like, um, so it's, what's funny is I was watching this, with my family and my cousin's husband, who is like, he works for like a doctor. Like he's like, makes an insane amount of money. He was just like fully invested in it. And he was like, so do we see her husband on camera? Like since he signed a release day one, does, is he still going to be shown? And I was like, oh, yeah, fully. Like, we're still going to see him. He did sign that release. Um, I just like there's so much more there. I'm excited for this Adriana versus Julia versus Alexia from BravoCon. It seems that in the second half of the season, Adriana is involved in all of the mess. Because they were all, that entire cast, except for Julia at the Miami panel, was going in on her. They were well, all. And the thing is, like, I this is probably one of my more problematic takes. I'm an Adriana apologist. So a lot of my friends just can't stand her. They think she's annoying. I, I agree she is annoying, but I just fucking love it. I think it's so funny. It's kind of like Brandy Glanville to me. It's like just this, no, I, it's like totally. it's this chaos agent that you have to have. And so like, I've, I just, I go back to season one of Miami where they had their watch what happens live reunion. And they, <laughs> that came out, Miami debuted the same year as Beverly Hills and had a very different trajectory clearly. And uh, Adriana is arguing with Larsa. Larsa is like, uh, coming for her for being over dramatic or something. And she stands up and is like screaming at Larsa on this watch what happens live set. And she's like, well, maybe if more of you were dramatic, like me, we would have the ratings Beverly Hills is having, but since y'all want to be boring. And I really think that is true. Like you have to know what you're signing up for. You need to know that you, you better work, bitch. And like, that's the thing. I think Adriana knows what the assignment is. She knows that like their show is going to be forgotten if there isn't some spice to it and so she knows how to if anyone's going to be chaotic it's going to be adriana right so no she's fully i mean and she she is very brandy where and very kelly dodd where it's like if you want to throw a bomb i'm gonna throw a nuke that's my favorite kelly dodd saying Mm -hmm. not not a stand but it's a great saying like even when they were fighting in the thing and she was like well alexia you were on cocaine cowboys how do you feel it was like just those little like i also also watched a clip recently of cocaine cowboys which i need to fully go watch but like 
insane that Alexia is just like a super telenovela and stunning. stunning. Absolutely. And also, like, just one more little thing about Adriana. Like, she, yes, Larsa came for her and got her all the way together in the last season, but she made several points as well. Like, I've never watched the Kardashian, the Keeping Up with Kardashians, the original, but my friend Mikey is obsessed and he, like, really wants me to try it after I finish my Housewives binges. But she was on those seasons and it, apparently she was so, some of them, and she was so desperate to be on camera and she was so desperate to be a Kardashian. And now her butt literally is just uh, obnoxiously large. And I think Adriana made a lot of great points. Like you are a Kardashian wannabe. You want to be Kim so bad, but you lack the, like Kim's funny without even trying to be funny. And you're not, you're dry as a cardboard in my opinion. No, I get, she definitely does want to be a Kardashian. There's even if you do go back and watch that, like there's um they go to Miami for one of the episodes and she fully starts like a fight with Courtney's friend and she's so mean to her friend and like makes her cry and Courtney's like, What the fuck? Like, bitch, why are you being so mean? Um but I know she fully is like a Kardashian wannabe. Um I feel like this wraps up Miami though. Let's quickly get into Salt Lake. This is you guys are scaring me. What's well, going on? I, we are no. scared. What's wrong? Come in. Is it obvious? Wait, what? What? Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. Just, I mean, I don't want to get. How, when did this ha- happen? We. We were with you until... Let's get into, like, a little bit of the past few episodes of Salt Lake City. Um, Basically, let's get into the Lisa, the eye thing of it all, or the uh, Heather Gay, the black eye, uh, which I feel like is one of the most desperate, thirsty storylines in Housewives history. I am fully disconnected from Heather Gay. I know we've said on this podcast, how long is it going to take for people to hate her? And I feel like it's happening now in real time. Yeah, I'm, I'm a perfect example. I loved her. And now, like, I loved her, Mo. And now I... <laughs> no, like, you you loved her? Because, yeah, she came to Chicago and, like, party with some Chicago gays or something. And I was... And they were like, she's so cool. And I was like, I want to be Heather Gay's friend. Like, I... And I, like, used to tweet at her a bunch. I, like, I wanted to party with Heather Gay. And, like, I'm a little thirsty bitch. Of course, I still would today. So, Heather, if you're listening... Um, no, I fully would, too. But I think I would tell her, like... I would be Girl, like, Girl, you're hey, trying so you're, hard. It's, it's not landing. And it's you know what? Landing. And I like, think that like girls trip is going to f- make people hate her even more because I feel like she's just not great on there. Like I think she like in the clip, she even like tries to make Leah relapse, which just isn't fun. <laughs> and then like, I think the Whitney stuff continues. Like it's just not going to be great for her. And honestly, speaking of Leah, I haven't seen a fall from grace this hard for a housewife so quickly since Leah McSweeney. Like it went from love to hate so fast. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing is happening with Heather because it's just like, it's, it's an authentic, it's showing an authenticity. And I just think holier than thou. So, and I feel like with the black eye situation, she was trying to blame, she was trying to get us as viewers to think that it was Whitney so hard. Cause when she kept being like, well, somebody here knows what happened and everybody was drunk. And then when Whitney showed like, oh my, like Whitney showed true, like, oh my God, are you okay? 
like she truly was like shook. She's like, this is not okay. And if something happened to you, like you need to say it. Cause Whitney's like still holding on to that friendship. And it's like, um, I feel like now that that didn't happen, she's like, Oh, like grasping at straws. Like, wait, what did happen? You know? Well, I'll tell you my theory. And I, I've told you this already, but for the viewers or for the listeners, um, I saw on Twitter, you know, housewives, fans slash FBI agents, because let's be honest, they can do both. Um, we're saying that it, no one punched her. It's bad Botox from beauty lab. And that's what the bruise is from. And she doesn't want people to know that she like got a bad injection. And I can see that being so true because my friend used to live in Salt Lake and is originally from Iowa and moved back to Iowa with her husband and kid. She, she does Botox. She does all that stuff for a living. Um, or she does like a bunch of, she has like waxing and stuff. I don't know if she, esthetician i think she yeah she's an esthetician i think she just recently got her license to give out botox and stuff anyway she's opening up her own business and we were talking about heather gay i was like do you ever go to beauty lab when you live in salt lake and she was like no like i made an appointment once and it was so easy to get in i knew something was up so i canceled like it it was too easy to get in and she i was telling her about the bad botox theory i was like does that how is that how botox works and she was like yes she was like you're not supposed to drink after getting botox you can bruise she was like she sent me a picture of her after she got Botox and then drank and she was super swollen and it looked the same. And all these housewives fans were pointing out like a night or two before this happened on the trip to San Diego, Heather was starting to form a bruise. You can see it at the dinner table. And then she put on her sunglasses in that fight. And this was two days before the the alleged assault happened and the bruise was already forming. And then also the ice pack that Jen got out of the freezer for her was a, was a lip, a, a, a beauty lab and laser lip ice pack and yeah maybe she just brings those with her on every trip because she owns the company and has lip shaped ice packs but it just really created this like this like conspiracy now and that heather gay just did bad botox and then drank on it or something and got a black eye from it and maybe she was trying to get rid of her crow's feet i don't know and the thing that's so funny is like um like literally everyone is like putting two and two together it's like no one punched you you obviously like this just happened and the producer asks her who are you trying to protect and she goes myself and it's like well okay yeah you're trying to protect your business you're trying to protect your brand because you don't want people to know that beauty lab and laser botched you all the way the fuck up so that's my tinfoil hat theory is that it's bad botox i mean i can see that too but then like did you see on watch it happens live that meredith said that she's pursuing legal action like she has legal counsel over it so are they all just trying to create a story like beverly hills did with kathy hilton and we have no footage of it that's the it's thing. Like the, They're trying to make too many stories. Like, I don't know. I'm so frustrated with them. It's not landing. The problem with Salt Lake is, and I've said this before, is they tried to pick up really fast after the reunion, which Beverly Hills did, and it worked for them because they had all the legal drama. And it's just like, none of the friend doves are landing. Nothing is sticking. The fact that you didn't invite Angie Harrington on the trip, but she's at the reunion in New York for the, the whole part. It's like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's like you you tried to create something that needed a little more time. You lost Mary and you lost Jenny and both of them problematic, but they were both good TV. And it's like now you just it just didn't work. It feels messy. We're seeing so many flashback scenes. Even in this episode, we saw a flashback to them at Angie Harrington's house discussing the Lisa Barlow stuff and her fucking the money that she crowdfunded and it's like if we knew that was going to be a storyline in san diego then why didn't we show that scene at angie harrington's house it's just like the it's the editing is so bad 
It's bad. And I know you like Angie Harrington. I hate Angie Harrington. I think she's trying way too hard to get that snowflake. Um, but I did feel bad that she was cut out of the cast trip. I agreed with you on that because it's like, why even have her be a friend of if you're not going to allow her on this messy ass trip? Um, but Angie K is mother. Is a Mothers. Mother. This is a potential mother. Um, she's mothering all over the place. I'm uh, like, I just am. I'm in awe. I mean, she's doing so well. Like during this episode when they were talking about Lisa, and I think that they thought that she wouldn't go back and tell Lisa, but she fully went and back back and told Lisa, they're talking about your business, they're talking about your husband, they're talking about the fact that you are crowdfunding 25K. Like, and then her defending Lisa and being like, if that's what poor looks like, the brands that she wears, the cars that she drives away are home looks, and I wanna be poor, bitch. She is she is mother. She's giving she mother. She chose wisely. She chose wisely because while she is mother. Lisa is grandmother. And <laughs> I, I Lisa is God me. and she's Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Uh, Lisa Barlow. I mean, wow. I, I hated her season one. And now I'm just like, you are one of the campiest, funniest um, housewives. And, you know, not to be TMI, but I just have no idea how she... How does her bowels handle all that fast food? Because I would be on, I'd be in the bathroom every five minutes. I <laughs> just like, I know her stomach is at war with all those peppermint frosties. I mean, how the Taco Bell, like I saw a video last night and she was talking about like how she loves cheesy gordita crunch, how she loves the same Supreme. And night. oh my God, I had taco. Okay. So I, I have it like once a week. Okay. That's disgusting. Um, it's very, <laughs> <laughs> it's very like, it's camp to me. I have Taco Bell one, like once a year, probably, um, Ew. maybe twice if I'm lucky. It's just like, so yesterday I'm also, I just paid rent guys and I'm so fucking poor. And I just came mm. back from a trip to where I was on my lunch break after one of my styling appointments. And I'm like, what can I eat? That's super cheap and fast. And I walk by and I'm like, Oh my God, Taco Bell. Fuck. Yeah. So I had a cheesy bean and rice burrito and a cheesy roll up and a diet, um, Baja blast. And I was like in shambles the rest of the day. My stomach was, Oh, oh yeah. Mama, the gases were coming. I was like, it's going to come I, out of one. No, I pop, a, I pop my pure for men as soon as I take the last bite. And I... This boy is a This boy is a Pray not, to God. Not your pure for men. Girl, it's... You got it. It's, it's the... This is the retelling the listeners that he is a bottom. <laughs> uh, no, pure for <laughs> men is for everyone, including people who don't identify as men. Okay, it's just oh, it, period. Oh, oh, come on, it, come on, really gender it, politics. No, I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, they. I wonder if they've taken any heat for that name. But I feel like anyone. It's like great. I mean, I just. It's just psyllium husk and fiber, and like. What did Sonia Morgan say that one season? She was like, it's for the gender liquid, gender liquid. And she's like, (laughs) it's for the gender liquid. I'm bisexual. And she's like, no, you're gender liquid. I have so many gays. I know what gender liquid means. You're gender liquid. (laughs) Sonia. Sonia's Sonia's for the gay. Sonia takes pure for men. She absolutely does. Sonia definitely takes pure for men. It's in her medicine cabinet. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I know, but Lisa, the diet or the diet coke, the all of it. I mean, going back to Mary, like last season where she was like, you can't even feed your kids. <laughs> <laughs> you don't well, even give a, your kids that nutrients. Was like one of the very first. So even though I said I didn't like Lisa Barlow season one, like 
I okay, the one of the very first lines she ever said on camera was so iconic. She was like, I'm not a traditional mom. I don't cook. I don't clean. I don't feed my kids. Like it sounded so it sounded like she abused her children. And then it cuts to a it cuts to her like pulling into the driveway. And she's like, So what do you guys want for lunch? And one's like Wendy's and one's like Taco Bell. And then she's got like her a 7-Eleven big gulp. And it's like, you're literally like doing like a like like a round robin of the fast food joints in Salt Lake no, for your seriously. family. Just for also, one meal. <laughs> how does her body look so good? Like Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like And then she said she doesn't work out either. I'm like, your body is literally so fucking good. When she was wearing that bomb on like two piece, like which was not no, nothing on theme. Not on theme. No Greece goddess there. She was just like, I'm gonna just serve cunt and fuck the theme. And then she started saying she was like Helena Troy or something. She doesn't have to work out, Mo, because she burns so many calories on Salt Lake just doing all the heavy lifting. So I don't think she really needs like to do any extra exercise. She's carrying this series on her back, so that's like that's her that's her workout for sure yeah uh i also watched salt lake with my straight cousin and his insight he was fully in he had taken an edible and he was like so invested in the black eye and he's like do we find out by the end of the episode and i'm like no we don't fucking find out by the end of the episode and he was like what's going on then lisa came down and he was like who is this gorgeous being of light and i love her and his take on whitney is something that i've been saying for seasons he was like that girl's very messy. He was like, they're all sitting at the table like normal. And she just brings up what they were talking about in the van. He's like, is that how it works? And I'm like, that's how it should work. Yeah, like, that's that's fully how it should work. When she was like, so who brought up Lisa's crowdfunding? And what is it? SEC following or filing? Yeah. Whitney loves to stir up shit. That's, but that's like she does it so well. She does it almost like I mean, there's she does it very unwell. And you can tell it's when she's like hammer town. And then when she does it very well is when she's like clear minded and like can move the storyline along. She needs to take a page out of Kyle Richards book because Kyle Richards to me is the best at moving the storyline along, asking questions and causing drama. But she's never like blackout wasted to where she does it with a clear head. Yeah, I think that a big lesson I'm learning is that just because you don't like a housewife in a particular season doesn't mean that they should get fired or like you got to give housewives more than one season because like Meredith Marks was mother for me last season. And this season, I'm like, you're so boring. And I almost have like said she should be fired. But like that, who knows? Next season, she could be mothering all over the place again. And I feel like the same thing with like like Lisa in Miami or just, you never know. Like last season of Miami was all about Alexia and her marriage problems. And this season, the spotlight shifted to Lisa. I feel like you have to give these housewives more than one season because things happen in their lives. And sometimes they're the supporting uh, actor and sometimes they're the lead actor, you know? See, I feel like the opposite with Meredith. Like last season, I was so fucking over her. And this season, I like the little like she's being messy with the Lisa stuff. She's playing a good role. She's being a confessional comedian, which I loved. Like a few episodes ago, her calling back to Mary's little girl. I was like, funny. You're funny. Like, come on, you're giving us funny. And I think that she when the is Xanax, when the Xanax starts to wear off and she starts to come to. She does have a funny line here and there. But then when she takes her next pill and goes back to the sunken place, I just don't really care about her. (laughs) Not the sunken place. Okay, Lisa's comment with, uh, I don't pop pills, bitch. And then under her breath, you do. (laughs) I was like, it's true. And it's so clear. Like, Meredith didn't even look like that last season. And I know she lost her dad, right? So she's probably going through a lot. And 
Um, you know, you take the medication you, you need to take, but it's very clear that you weren't on Xanax last season and you are this season. <laughs> mm, I think she's always been on Xanax. I think that the cocktail has just gotten, she's just upped the dosage because probably maybe the passing of her father, the show. the show. And she also went through that with her nephew. Like, I think it's just very clear that she's on a, a strong cocktail. And back to Gertie and the Adderall. See, Meredith would be great if we added maybe a 15 mg Adderall um not extended release but like the um you know the one that hits you right immediately that one <laughs> we need that they should do an ultimate girls trip so, you know they did like ex wives club they yeah. should do like ultimate girls trip withdrawal yeah and or sub- substance abuse <laughs> no but like no but withdrawal so they put all these women on like an island and they don't give them their pills so like more maybe- alcohol so like Meredith can't Marisol can't have a drink. Meredith can't have a Xanax. Gertie can't have an Adderall. And just we had Dorinda on there. We can add, <laughs> let's we had Dorinda. We can add. Eva Brandy can't have her marijuana. <laughs> there, there you go. Could you imagine these women would be fully fucking feral, like feral? It would either be really boring or it would be really funny. It would be chaotic, and also you would have to have like Dr. Drew on site. It'd be like celebrity rehab. Did you ever watch that show? No. Oh my God, that was, that, that was dark. Like, I just, that, it just clicked to me, like, thinking back. Like, I fully watched every season of that show, and that was some VH1 dark shit. That was some dark-sided shit. Yeah, reality TV in general, which I'm kind of catching up on in my adult life, is dark. I wonder if they've scrubbed that from the internet. I'm going to go back and try to see. If anyone out there has watched Celebrity Rehab, please DM us and let us know. Because I need to know if there's episodes out there. I mean, you've had like even like the Rock of Love or, Love or like Megan Wants a Millionaire. Like that man on Megan Wants a Millionaire murdered his ex-girlfriend and was on the run. And they had to cancel the show. And then he killed himself and they had to cancel another show because he was on like For the Love of Money, which was like their competition spinoff of uh, The Flavor of Love, Megan Wants a Millionaire and Charm School. And they had to cancel that too. Like dark. Yeah, that's really dark. I mean, and people say like Beverly Hills is dark and it's like, it's not that dark, baby. People are, people are dying. Baby, there's death on other shows. Yeah. I, yeah, it's not that dark. And also those ladies, we know they love to just call things dark, over exaggerating, you know, which, is a whole thing too no completely i mean with salt lake i feel like we just need to kind of get through this season and hope for the best next season i think that they need to cast better i think that we can keep angie k as a full-time housewife i think angie h should be a friend i know you hate her but i think that she just has you need a friend I think that there's so much there that we haven't gotten to. We haven't seen her on a cast trip. She's obviously thirsty and feral. And it's like, if we throw her in a house, something about a fucking like 90s style home with these women makes them insane. And Andy has, <laughs> Angie hasn't been in that mix, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, give Dana more time. I think Dana's. No. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say, I feel like Dana is like an example of someone who's like really trying to to be dramatic, but it doesn't, it kind of reminds me of, uh, crystal on beverly hills where it's like crystal just seems like a normal nice person like she's not fi- a fit for real housewives because she's not gonna be like have a piece of bread maybe you'll calm down a little she's not gonna be like that and i feel like like dana is trying to stir shit up but it just seems so out of her element like it's like it's just not something that she does you know No, you can tell. I mean, even in her line delivery of trying to tell Lisa that the girls were talking about her at Angie's house, it was like clearly production was like, hey, go go do that because you were the only one that was there. That's not Whitney or Lisa. And it was like she just it was so boring. It was like she's trying to fit in, but I don't think 
I don't know if she is. And then obviously I think they could probably, I mean, we're not going to have Jen Shaw and clink, uh, clink, clink. Uh, you know, maybe uh, I don't think we're going to lose Heather, but like at this point I wouldn't be upset if we did. I think with Heather, like, I don't want to, I very much dislike her, but I don't think that she needs to be gone yet. I think she still works for the show because she's so embedded in these relationships with Lisa Whitney and Meredith, especially with the Whitney stuff. And I think by next season, I'd like them to get over this because I think that if those two come back together, we could see a turning point on fans on both of them because on both ends, people are over both of them. Oh, it's it'll just- be it'll be resolved by next season. And because as I've told you, I don't think there is a real fight here. I think they met before the season started and they were like, okay, we're going to fight this season because neither of us have anything going on. Like I truly do. I truly don't believe the Whitney Heather feud is real. I think they both are trying to have a storyline and they're like, Ooh, we're cousins. So like, let's have like a familial fallout. And it's just, it feels so fake. To this day, I can't tell you what they're mad at each other for. I think that it started off as that, and then I think it, like, turned into a real fight. And I think on Girls Trip, we'll see that. And on, at the Bravo panel, at the Salt Lake um, panel at BravoCon, those two folks fucking hated each other. They were fully, like, it was bad, bad. It was what started the spiral of the entire fight, the entire panel, which was a reunion. They were going at it from start to finish. And I think it was Let's Fight this season, but then it turned into let's fight this season and then you picked Lisa's side. So I think that's what Heather is mostly mad about. The fact that she sided with Lisa and is like becoming besties with Lisa and something about Heather hates Lisa and that something is that she sees how the audience reacts to Lisa and she thought that the gimmick and shtick that she did would have the audience reacting to her the same way that we react to Lisa and it's just not happening. Mm. And something about that makes her like so fucking mad. It's crazy. (sighs) Well, with that said, I'm excited for Salt Lake, I guess. We'll see what happens. I'm excited for the reunion because I think it's going to be a turning point in the show. And we will be watching what happens live. I'm seated for it. I mean, they they started filming. the reu- They did the reunion last week or two weeks ago, right? And typically, yeah, it it, what, like maybe a month out? Like we can we can probably expect this in like four to five weeks then? Yeah, we can expect. I think we're going to have another episode in San Diego and then maybe two episodes back at home in Salt Lake. And then we'll wrap it maybe three. So four episodes left. Maybe the the girls are on vacation for a long time. Th- these seasons, because Potomac, if I had to spend one more day in Miami with those girls and in, in Mia, the terrorist, I just, think <laughs> that I was going to lose it. I I'm also ready to get home from San Diego. Like go Wait, back thing, home, <laughs> go back, go to Salt Lake. The thing with San Diego is it's like, we haven't gotten to the point where they're like our last night here, our last day here. It's, they haven't said that yet. And it's day three. So it's like, when the fuck are you actually going back home? It's pretty much like an ultimate girls trip season, but like in four episodes, five episodes. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere of California. <laughs> like, because Jen Shaw's grounded. <laughs> because, because they can't travel internationally. Dem- uh, another, another domestic trip. <laughs> another domestic trip because someone can't travel internationally. They won't have that problem anymore. By the time we record next, I would hope that we get a sentencing from Jen Shaw. So that will be interesting. I'm excited for that. I will just be watching Salt Lake. Yeah. Anything else on Salt Lake for you? Um, it's been a really mixed bag of a season. Like every week, I feel I feel very uh, like just it's like a roller coaster. Like one week I say I love it, the next week I tell you I hate it. I really don't know where I stand with Salt Lake, um, but I'm tuning in every week. So that's the, I'm going to continue to tune in. I don't have a strong opinion as the fans do on Twitter, but um, 
I'm liking it regardless. Like, I love Salt Lake, and I'm not loving this as much as I loved last season, but I'm still liking it. So there is that. I think I'm liking it more than last season, so I, I can say that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well... Just, I told you the first time I came on this podcast, like, last season traumatized me. Like, it was emotionally draining. Like, I... I every week I was waiting for them to be like next week on the season finale and it never came and I was like stop I feel like I'm like in I'm being tortured like I need to get over <laughs> this this is literally your hell it's your um American horror story where they had Madison Montgomery working at like a Coles and that was her version yes, of hell every day <laughs> this, this is this is Reed they're just strapping him down and making him watch Salt Lake season two that's your version of hell absolutely all right with that being said that is our salt lake city recap before we close out reed had this incredible idea which i love and we're gonna give a little bit of our bravo new year's resolutions and our i'll give a little bit of a personal one too let's do that uh reed start off with yours okay so personal new year's resolution um you know mental health has been up and down this year so taking care of my mental health and just uh doing making changes to my life that prioritize my mental health is uh top of mind for me going into 2023 um but then my bravo uh new year's resolution is to finish my housewives binge so i'm so close so i just need to finish the last i have like four seasons left of atlanta um 10 11 12 13 um and then i'm gonna power all the way through jersey and uh, this one i'm really worried about but i'm gonna power all the way through oc and maybe Dallas, we'll see. But I am going to just, I'm going to get completely caught up on the housewife stuff. And that is my goal. I started that in January, 2021. So I'm coming up on my two year housewives anniversary. And in year three, I'm finishing because I need to move on. <laughs> but you, you, you I, I just need to be caught up is what I need. You know to. what you need to move on to? Survivor. I am. I know. And Big Brother and my friend Mikey wants me to move on to like Kardashians. And then Maddie will randomly text me and be like, you should really watch Million Dollar Listing. And I'm like, girl, like I have like, I still want to watch Yellow Jackets on Showtime and I haven't. Like, I just have so many things that I need to watch and I just only have so much bandwidth. It's no, honestly, um, OC is going to be hard for you. Dallas is an easy watch. I really recommend Dallas. I know some people hate it, but the first few seasons of Dallas are fucking gold. Seasons two or three when Cam and DeAndre come on are stunning television. OC is going to be your biggest like hill to climb. Um, hill as, as hill, my hill and journey. As Whitney wrote, as Whitney Wiles wrote said, um, my bra, so my Bravo resolution is to watch more shows outside of Housewives and actually finish them. I used to be a big below deck fan and I need to get back into that. Um, that's also on my list. Southern Hospitality, um, Winter House, Summer House. I do always watch Summer House all the way through, but I need to watch Winter House. I need to watch shows that aren't just The Real Housewives because it is about Bravo. It's not about The Real Housewives, guys. I know as much. So we need to like step outside of that and actually watch those shows. So that is my Bravo resolution. My personal re- personal resolution, I'll piggyback off yours, is definitely mental health related. Um, as you guys know, I am sober on this podcast, so I definitely need to give more time to my sobriety and more time to meetings and all of that stuff and definitely just personal health i started therapy this year which has been fucking iconic if you don't do it you should um, i never have been to a therapist and that is like part of my mental health resolution mode like 2023 like next week i'm making an appointment or trying to you should it's so it's honestly it feels like it's so easy to talk to them and once you like get into one that you like because i've tried a few and the one that i have is just like she's so easy and like 
it feels so like simple like at the end of it like she really just listens to me and then gives me like not like full advice just kind of like tells me things and after i'm like this bitch done read me like wow well, i mean like i go to the gym like most days up throughout the week but i don't go to therapy it's like if i'm I, I i give my body exercise but i don't really give my mind like exercise and i think therapy is just like taking care of your brain the way that working out is taking care of your body or whatever you choose to do no truly i mean the brain is like the biggest muscle that we should be exercising like it's gonna it's gonna be there for the rest of our lives and we should like you know the body's gonna de- deteriorate so we should like really work on the mind yeah, well, my brain's deteriorating too, girl. But can- no, mine is too. The, that, that's another podcast, Mama. Look we're at us getting deep. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, we are fucking multifunctional about Bravo, okay? And with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been an incredible episode. Thank you so much, Reed. I love. Thank it. you for having me. I hope that this has been. I hope this is enjoyable for the little ears through the AirPods or whatever you got. You <laughs> I feel like it will be a lot of people listen to us in their car. Actually, we get a lot of screenshots of people listening to us on their way to work, which I absolutely love. Um, you guys know where to find us about underscore Bravo at TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. It is going to be fully me for the next few weeks, maybe months. We don't know yet. We are playing it by ear. Reed, we are definitely having you back soon. I'll pop in whenever you want. And yeah, just, yeah, I'll come whenever. And then, yeah, if y'all want to find me on Twitter, the read feed, um, read is spelled R E I D. So the read feed. I have a picture of Dorit and my name is Dorit. Um, he is and, guys, you need uh, to follow him. He is so funny. Follow him on Instagram as well. He is just as cute as he is funny. So you guys need to follow this man online than I am in real life. Like that's what I realized, but that's okay. That's just my, that's my uh, superpower. So yeah, they, I mean, that's it's in today's day and age. That's all you need is to be a little bit funny online. Um, and the Patreon guys is linked below. We will be adding new episodes to the Patreon. I'm hoping to do like a survivor type of thing with Maddie soon. So that will be coming. Um, we're going to have Maddie on the next episode. You know, where you love her, you DM us about her all the fucking time. We're excited. And then I'm going to have Reed and Maddie both on soon. That's on the schedule. I have oh, a whole God. that's gonna be chaotic uh but thank you guys so much for listening bye bye